Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... His name is a guy who I started doing comedy with back in the day, performing nowadays a little more. Give it up for Kevin Berard! Hey guys, how you guys doing? I'm gonna bring the energy right back down because I don't, I don't yell at people like that guy. Um, I gotta give him a little crap. He hit me up at 10:30 this morning. He was like, "You want to do this?" And I told him maybe. So uh, this is for you, Brendan. Um, this is definitely for you. Um, my name is Kevin. Uh, I kind of misunderstood the uh, theme. Uh, I was Googling gluttony like 30 minutes ago, uh, so uh, all you ODU, ODU folks uh, stay in school. Um, but we'll just assume during this whole story that I was drinking the whole time, um, because it's accurate. Um, so I was doing, um, I'm from here uh, originally, I was doing a lot of stand-up with Brendan back in the day, uh, this is around like 2009, 2010 era. Um, and we were doing okay back then, you know, we, uh, we had some shows, we ended up starting to get paid for it, so I'm um, fortunate enough to make it my job. Um, and at that point, I wanted to uh, further extend my career, so uh, everyone at that time was like, you gotta get out of Virginia, man, there is nothing going on in Virginia, there, we don't have push comedy theater yet, you know? Um, damn, that was a decent plug, wasn't it, fellas? All right. Um, so that's what I did, man. I, I, I had a little bit of delusional, to, you know, delusional status to me. Um, I always followed a comic by the name of Mike Berbigula, um, a great storyteller also. Um, he, had a, he had a podcast talking about how you've got to be delusional in order to be famous. You know what I mean? You're not going to get famous. you just got to be delusional about it. And I really like that, and I really rolled with it. Um, so I decided in about 2012 to buy a one-way plane ticket to Chicago. Um, and my goal was to just blow up and get famous, you know, just super easy, just roll in there, no problem, you know what I mean? Um, all things considered, how hard could it be? Um, delusional, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so I did that, and I, I remember the day I did it. I didn't have anything but a little bag on my back. I didn't own nothing. Um, but this is kind of my attitude, you know, like when I wanted to do something, I wanted to do it. Um, even currently, like I don't do anything, but if I want to do it, I do it. I'm delusional about it. It's going to work. So um, I moved there, you know, uh, and as soon as I landed, I hit the ground. A uh, friend picked me up from the airport. Um, three gay gentlemen living in one bedroom. Uh, thought I was going to cuddle with them. Different story. That's not gluttony. Um, but that happened. Um, they picked me up. I had nothing, so I went to Craigslist, ordered everything. I was so proud of myself, man. I, I had a bed. I had a couple pieces of furniture. I had food. I made it all in one night. So I wake up the next night. I buy a bike. This is what I'm going to do. I bought a bike and a map of Chicago, a big laminated map. And on it, I looked up every single open mic that I possibly could. I'm just going for it. I hadn't been in Chicago more than 48 hours, and I had this huge map, and I had this bike, and I just went around to every single one. They happened to be bars, again, drinking, but every single bar, um, and I was really happy with what I was doing at that point. So let's fast forward a couple, couple months. Let's see here. Uh, 
getting a little burnt out on it. Uh, I had a friend that moved up there also around a couple months later. Um, and we were doing well, but then he started calling me. And I, I knew I was getting burnt out on comedy, just doing this shit, just drinking too much. And just not really, you know, taking it seriously as I was. Because he'd call me and he'd be like, hey, man, I got a set at the Laugh Factory. Come on, man. Like, you can come up here. You can meet all these people. You know, I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to meet the owner maybe. You know, come up and set up. And I'd be like, I don't know, man. I'm going to go fucking bowling in Indiana. (laughs) And he's like, really, dude? You know what I mean? We moved here for this. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I got like 36 lanes, dude. Did you you know that? Did you know that shit? I really like that bowling alley. They had the Area 51 machine with the old the, the guns that you got to reload by, you know, shooting off screen. It's a topical joke with all the uh, alien stuff going on. Uh, had to throw that in there. Uh, I think it's relevant coming up though. Um, yeah, I just got I just got burnt out on it, man. So um, started doing other things. Uh, started just going out more, you know, just going out uh, going out to comedy mics and not performing. Uh, just getting drunk, honestly. Um, but, but having a blast at the same time, you know, um, let's see, let's see where we're going here. Sorry, guys. I told you this is a 1030 AM brainchild here. So, uh, uh, so the part that started changing me, um, I started getting jobs in dog kennels, uh, just so I could, uh, have a, have a business that, or have a place to work that, or I didn't have to interact with people. So I could kind of be hung over a little bit and just kind of play with the animals all day. And, uh, they didn't care that I was like about to puke, you know, no customer service with canines is what I'm trying to say. Um, but then they opened this bar that kind of changed my life. Um, it was called Emporium. It was an arcade bar, uh, based on Dazed and Confused. Um, and it, when it opened, I remember it had like a little light on the top of it, and it, it was almost like reminding me of like a side quest and like a really like old RPG where it's like you can go the main story, but this glowing guy over here is going to do something else for you. And I never seen something like that, you know. I never seen something. Never been to a big city. I had this arcade bar, and I was like, oh man, you know, I grew up in this nostalgia area, um, and I loved going there and drinking. Um, but then I kind of overindulged in other things, you know what I mean? Because they had they had a high score leaderboard up there that they would write in chalk like who got the highest score in each one of these games and uh, I started going a lot I started going like every day and I would try to get all these high scores and I'd go through like your Donkey Kong and your Mario and and just play it and all these scores were ridiculous like they were absolutely like unattainable and I'm like who the hell is up here doing this and I just kind of got so frustrated and wanted my name up on that board. Like, I just wanted to accomplish something. You know what I mean? Like, I've been striking out with this comedy stuff. It was harder than I thought. Coming back to reality, you know what? I'm getting my fucking name on that board. You know what I mean? Um, so I started playing uh, a game called Tapper. And um, Tapper's a fun game where you serve beer to a bunch of people. And, like, I was good at it. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can, I can beat a Tapper. So I'm sitting there trying to get the high score. Almost got the high score at Tapper. But that's what started changing about how often I went there because I, I fell in love with this game. Um, so one day I was up there, um, and I kept trying to watch other people, how they would play. And there was this really attractive girl playing it, and no one else was in this bar. Um, I should let you guys know that this bar opened at 11 in the morning, and I was there at 11 in the morning. So she was there, and there's no one else there but me and her. And I'm two feet behind her just looking at her like this no one else is in this bar 
and uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of drunk already, so it's like we're getting a little I'm getting a little courage, and I'm like going up to her, and I'm like, "Hey, that's not gonna work." She's like looking behind, like, "What are you talking about?" I go, uh, "You see that high score up there? Yeah, that's Kevin. I'm Kevin. You got to go up, not down, when you start." And uh, she left the bar immediately, and I assumed she left the country. But gave up on Tapper, moved to a new game. They put a brand new game in the bar. Not a new game, but it wasn't on the board yet. It was a game called Zaxxon. It was a terrible game. It was so awful. It was a joystick game where you control this plane, and you go up and down. That's all you could do is go up and down and shoot. And it had two levels. And you just kept repeating those levels as long as you could. And your score would go up. I hated this game. It wasn't even fun. It wasn't even fun. But I played it until I got the high score because I was the first person to play it. And I was excited. Got my name on the board. Awesome. Kevin, Berard, boom. Did something in Chicago. I can go back. No one's going to give me shit now. No one's going to give me shit. Held that score up there for a good two days, right? Two days. I go back. Wanted to see my name on that board. I go back, look at that board. I see Zaxxon doubled my score. Nagmar. All right, who the hell is Nagmar? And what is he doing in there? All right? So we start going back and forth. I have this, like, rivalry with this dude where I'm going back every other day, and we're just, we're just piggybacking. 100,000, 100,000, 100,000, 100,000. This goes on for, like, three months. And I'm just fed up. This is, like, all I'm doing at this point. Um, I'm just fed up with this dude. So I start trying to see what he's doing because there's no, I can't really like Google this game. There's no, there's nothing really out there. So I can't really figure out like good methods. And the thing is like, I had to play Zaxxon for like 30 minutes to get that high score on one token. So Nagmar had to play this game for three hours straight to get this high score. So I started picking out times of the day when I thought Nagmar would be in there and just stare at him and figure out what the hell he's doing. I never did it. I never found the dude. I never, and I'm like sitting there Googling him. I'd go in there like mafia movie with my, like sitting the furthest, furthest chair away with my back to the door so I'd know who was coming in and out at all times, you know, just trying to find this dude. Never did. And um, he still got the high score. I went back to Chicago about six months ago, so that's the high score. It's pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. That is nuts. Mm. So, yeah. Um, there's really no point to the story. Um, it's about overdoing it. I still overdo it. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is Pixels just opened across the street, and if anybody wants some on NFL Blitz 2000, I'm the high score leader. So uh, come get it, ODU. All right. Thanks, y'all. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live. <laughs>